From the food we eat, the air we breathe, the land we dwell, to the health of our body and mind, and the well-being of all things in the universe. Unlock the science with Chula Radio Plus. Welcome to Unlock the Science. I'm Lawan Jira Suladeh. Today, Unlock the Science will focus on a recent globally lucrative industry. It is electronic sports, known in short as e-sports. It has been estimated that the worth of this industry is one billion U.S. dollars. Esports is a form of video gaming where different players and teams compete against each other for a championship and prizes. This industry and its competition have kept on rising now that over 500 video games are included in esport tournaments around the world. Esports can be played on various electronic devices, including mobile phones. Tablets, computers, or consoles. Like traditional sports, eSport is organized as a tournament or league, which is watched by millions of spectators, either at a chosen venue, through televised broadcasts or online streaming services. Currently, YouTube and Twitch are the world's most popular platform for streaming eSports. Twitch is a streaming platform exclusively catered to gaming. According to NewZoo, a globally renowned game insights and analytics provider, approximately one in every 16 people around the world watched an eSport event in 2021. Another similarity between traditional sports and eSports is that professional eSports teams will be supervised by their coaches, who are responsible for maximizing the team's potentials and developing strategy for team members. Last but not least, like a traditional sports competition, an e-sports tournament or league will offer its winner with appealing cash prizes. According to the Guinness World Records, the largest cash prize for a single competition ever awarded in eSport history is 40 million US dollars. The prize is offered by the International 2020, which is one of the most significant eSports events in the world. The industry has seen a remarkable growth as its revenue in 2021 is estimated to reach 1 billion US dollars or more than twice the amount just five years ago. As of 2021, China is the largest esports market, followed by North America and Western Europe. Though not a leading player in the market yet, ASEAN, or the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, is recognized as the fastest-growing region. When it comes to Thailand, which is a member country of ASEAN. The Sports Authority of Thailand officially recognized esports as a kind of sport since 2017. In an interview with TechSource, a website focusing on technology, Manirat Anulom Sombat, Chief Executive of C Thailand, which is an internet-based consumer company, said, I quote, 
Today, Thailand is already the esports hub of Southeast Asia. She added that Thailand was the first country in the region where esports had gained support from the private sector. Furthermore, the country has become the venue for Southeast Asia's largest annual esport event, known as Garena World, since 2012. This event attracts hundreds of thousands of gamers and millions of spectators yearly. With large-scale events and a considerable number of competitors and audience, esports increasingly proves itself as a profitable industry. To understand this thriving industry better, Unlock the Science reporter Ha Wang Meng talks to Assistant Professor Dr. Wisanu Kodjarat from Department of Computer Engineering, Faculty of Engineering, Jhulalongkorn University. Dr. Wisnu is also an advisor to Jula Esports Club, set up to promote this activity at the university. Compared to other countries, what is the overall landscape of Thailand esports industry after more than one year of the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I, I heard that many offline competitions were cancelled. So it, it affects us to the level where, well, some esports team were actually disbanded because they were affected by the economy. But the, the overall industry bounced back quite quickly. They organized online events instead of offline events. So that actually helped. For example, well, the affected incident that I know was the Arena of Valor World Tournament 2020. Yeah. That one was an offline competition. And Thailand was supposed to, you know, to send the players to compete. But since it was canceled, we have to, you know, join another online comp- competition instead, which is, I think, uh, Arena of Valor Premier League online competition. So it kind of kind of replaced the offline event in time. During the COVID-19 pandemic, people have to stay at home and electronic devices are probably one of their best friends. Has it made esports become more popular around the world, including in Thailand? I think the answer is yes. Well, internationally, there are many sports that actually shifted from offline to online. Many very obvious examples are motorsports. So they become virtual motorsports instead with real racers or real players actually compete in, in a game. Like Formula One, it's a racing game. The Formula One is a spec specification of racing car. And for Formula One, there were many online matches. And I think people play the game Formula One quite a lot more and the data they collected online was, well, actually made into a research paper. And I, I have read that research paper. There are quite a lot more competition online and a lot of shifting from offline to online sports and games were being watched more, right? So, so I think it's, it's true. 
Are there any Thai out there who earn, who actually earn their living by playing esports? I've known some, like uh, an Overwatch game player. His name is Mickey, and I think he went to the US to become an you know Overwatch esports player. But now, so, now he's back in Thailand, I think. So there, he, actually... he now becomes a streamer instead. So there are actually some people out there who earn their living by playing esports. Yeah, right now there in are quite Thailand. a few. There are quite a few. There are quite a few, but I don't think they are, you know, they are promoted enough. And what are the most common stereotypes that these esports players in Thailand have to face with? I think there may be there may be two stereotypes. The first one is uh, they are being confused with game ethics. Right, and the second one is I I don't know if I should call this a stereotype, but parents believe that esports players cannot support themselves for long. Like when they are getting older, they cannot compete anymore, and they will you know fall off from 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 the industry. Uh, and the competition is also fierce anyway. So players, even though they're not older. They're not retired. They may fall from the top and lose their earning very easily. So that that's I think what people view the esports player. Uh, do you think the stereotypes that you just mentioned are the major reasons why only a few Thai students choose esports as their career path, or are there any other reasons? For the game ethics stereotypes, I I don't think that's the reason. I think the reason is about the long term economic value. Yeah, about the retirement. What they will, what will they do after retirement or after they fall from popularity? I think this is the main reason. Uh, how can esports players deal with those stereotypes? Well, for game ethics stereotype, I think esports players can, you know, can show other people by just letting them know their daily routine. That we're not game addict, but we we train, we schedule our time, right? That that's for the game addict stereotype thing. For the long term money problem, well, we we cannot do anything much about retirement or fall from popularity, but we can still stay in the industry. We can try out the demand by becoming a streamer. There are quite a lot of examples like. Mickey, who play Overwatch, and other players I know, there were there were few students who graduated from Faculty of Engineering too, that now become a streamer. So they are in the industry, even though they are not competitive, right? And also, be becoming a commentator can also help if the esports that they want to comment have league competitions. They will be regularly involved and. Regularly earn some salary or or money. What can be done to promote the awareness and understanding of older generations about esports? Well, if we are to promote the awareness, I think if it's done by the authority, then the authority can organize esports on in regular TV channels or organize some some esports events or. Esports broadcasting that are easy to watch, like like maybe football 
the game FIFA or something like that. So so ordinary people can can also watch and understand right away. So that's by the authority. If it's by ourselves or by the students to promote the awareness to the older generations, we can do it by having older generation watch while we play. Try to persuade the older generation to watch while we play. Go to the game event with us. And apart from that, we must organize our time so that the game does not interrupt our duty. All right, like doing good grades and things. The game shouldn't interrupt that. All right, so that that I think will will help. But help by the authority will will be much appreciated since it's on a larger scale. We will take a short break now. You are listening to Unlock the Science on Chula Radio Plus. Talking about career prospect in esports, becoming a professional gamer is not the only choice. In fact, the industry offers as many career opportunities as other fields do: coaches, commentators, journalists, production staff, or event managers, to name but a few. Can all play important roles in this industry? Hitmaker, the largest job-seeking platform dedicated to esports and based in the United Kingdom, lists over 10,000 employment opportunities in different countries around the world. Apart from the entertainment value of esports, diverse professional opportunities are the other reasons why young people find this industry attractive. However, Development of esports and access to related job opportunity in Thailand continue to face challenges. A research by Beacon Venture Capital, a fund owned by Kasikon Bank, a major commercial bank in Thailand, finds out that the toughest challenge for the esports industry here has been the negative viewpoints of the society. Many people still think that. Video games are for immature children. The picture of the whole esports ecosystem remains unclear to a majority of Thai population. To facilitate esports experience of its students and personnel, Office of Academic Resources at Chulalongkorn University, together with the Chula Esports Club, introduced a Chula Esports Zones in 2019. The zones. Occupying a room equipped with facility needed for video games playing serves as a center for gaining knowledge and honing skill in esports of the university. To help us discover esports experience, Patrabud Ratanawibun, a third-year student of Department of Nuclear Engineering, and Bawonsak Iemtragun, a fresh graduate from Department of Industrial Engineering. Join a discussion with Unlock the Science reporter Ha Huang Meng, board of form faculty of engineering, Chulalongkorn University. Patrabud is the former president of Chula Esports Club, and Bawon Sak is a gamer and past competitor at the Dota 2 University Championship in 2019. Dota 2 is a tournament joined by university students from Thailand, Malaysia, and Myanmar. 
there were eight teams in total, four from Thailand and two each from Malaysia and Myanmar. Hi, Patalabut and Bowensak. I would like to start by having you share with the audience about what or who motivated you to participate in esports. Patalabut, could you give your answer first? Uh, yes, I was playing video games. I mean, mostly computer games since I was four, or maybe earlier. So it's 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 I was playing since I was young and I was childhood. So I really have a close relation with with games. So. It's 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 just rooted really inside me that I want to work in the gaming industry for any kind of position, just like a being developer, being a, a director, being a publisher, being everything in this kind of of community in the in this industry. What about you, Bowensak? So I also play games since I was a kid, but. What motivated me most is when one of my friends invited me to play in a tournament when I was in grade 12 or Matayom 6. From there, I think it's it's fun and I start enjoy playing in the tournament. So when I joined the university, I also participate in the esports club with with one of my friends uh, as an athlete, and I also work that there as a member of the staff too. And Patalawut, as the former president of Tula Esports Club. How active do you think Tula University community is when it comes to esports? Well, uh, when it comes to esports, uh, I think everyone in our generation playing has experience in playing video games for both the the PC games and mobile games or even console games. So, I think they they are they are native with 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 this kind of media. But 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 not everyone want to join the activity we do, just like uh, the the competitive event or competition of or even the the community event, just like a casually event we organize for each games to make people join and playing or doing activities in our our event. So, uh, this is this is only four years of our our club. So it is only the starting of building up community in Chulalongkorn University. But I think. As I told you before, that we are native with with this kind of media, so I think it's 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 a big community. It, it's it's a very active community in 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 university, not only in Chula, but but for for I think for every uni- university in Thailand, it's 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 very active. Also, it depends on on which game you organize. Uh, I mean, which game you want to compete, which game you we we pick to to organize an event. So it it depends on which game. If we organize just like a mobile games AOV, so there are many people willing to join it because everyone play it, almost everyone playing it, and and it's easy to 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 engage people because it's mobile game portable it's easy because because everyone has mobile phone but not not all have pc yeah it's it's a it depends on games next i would like to talk to bowonsak about tournaments bowonsak i'm aware that you took part in the dota 2 university championship in 2019 could you please briefly describe the game that was featured at the tournament Yeah, so the game is called Dota 2. It's like a five versus five games, which you call it a multiplayer online battle arena. So you like pick your own hero heroes, and you have a base. And what you do is you try to destroy the enemy base and see who destroyed first. I would like you to elaborate more on your experience at the tournament in 2019. So what what was the atmosphere at the tournament like? 
So I think the atmosphere that at the tournament is pretty friendly for more the Thai team and the staff because most of us knew each other before. But for the Thailand teams and the team from Myanmar and Malaysia, sometimes it's pretty tense because it's hard to communicate with each other because not every players are comfortable communicating in English. So sometimes they they just can't communicate with each other at all. How did you feel while competing against other teams? Um, when I was competing with the other teams, I I felt that it was fun and it's like an an exciting experience that you can't find from playing normally against some other random players. Yeah, I mean that it's like a when you play games at home and something like that. It's not the same as joining the tournaments. It gives you like a special feelings. And Patala Wood. Uh, how do your parents think about your participation in esports? Uh, how my parents thinks? Uh, currently, they have the neutral kind of neutral attitude towards an esport because now now people know that it's just work. It's just like uh, doing, going to office, work, and it's just about game. It's just normal work, just like others. Just... But in the past, they have a a bit negative attitude towards it because they they have no idea how could it be a job doing sitting in front of the computer all days. How could it make money? How, how how could you sustain yourself doing it? Yeah, they 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 have concern in the past, but but now they 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 they're not thinking about it. They just don't care about that much. That if if I can sustain myself, if I if I can take taking care of myself, just uh doing fine with my 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 work, doing fine with my study. So they're fine. They they're good. And what about you, Bowensa? Do you share the same experience with Patala Wood? Yeah, at first my parents also thinks that it's not good for me to like be sitting in front of the computer all day. But when I started join the tournaments, I started to win prize also. So they were much more supportive after that. But it's like they they don't know how to watch me play in the tournament. It's like I try to explain the game to them, but I think for Dota, it's like there's so much information and so much things going on that they just told me that they they don't understand anything that's going on in the game, so they can't watch at all. Yeah. Mm, and considering your direct involvement with esports tournaments, uh, do you aim to become a professional esports player in the future? Uh, I don't think I aim to be a professional esports players in the future because. I think for the professional esports players' career, it's like when you grow older. I think it's harder to perform well because there are so much cases about professional players when they grow older, they start to become slow, just like other sports like football or something. When you grow older, you run slower than before or something like that. It's the same with esports. I see. And what do you think about this, Patala Wood? Do you aim to become professional esports player in the future? Uh no, to be honest, I I knew myself I cannot be good enough in game in gaming, so I cannot be a pro player for sure. So you would uh, prefer to work in in other areas of the industry? Yeah, I think I I am better in organizing event than playing in the event. Alan Shu, regional head of strategic partnership and esport development of Korea Thailand, the esports competition event, has said that. The annual average income of a successful professional esports player could range from 800,000 to 5 million baht, or about 25,000 to 161,000 U.S. dollars. 
Their earning comes from tournaments, sponsorship, live streaming, and brand endorsement. Dr. Vishnu, who teaches computer engineering, said that Jhulalongkorn University is thinking about the possibility of an e-sport curriculum. Despite of the unfavorable attitude toward the e-sports among many adults in the country, the industry could still enjoy a good growth, with support from the private sector and educational institutions. Unlock Designs would like to thank Assistant Professor Dr. Wisnu Kordarat from Department of Computer Engineering, Patrawood Ratnawibun of Department of Nuclear Engineering. And Bawonsak Iemtakun of Department of Industrial Engineering. All the three are from the County of Engineering, Jhulalongkorn University. I hope you enjoy our program. You can listen to Unlock the Science on Jura Radio Plus at FM 101.5 every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 1:30 p.m. You can also listen and follow us on our website, curadio.jula.ac.th. And our Facebook page, and our program is also available as podcast. See you again next Saturday. Have a nice day. Unlock the science is edited and produced by Simfa Tunsorawut with Lawan Jirasurade as the program host and co-producer. 